Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 113. Today, we're going to be talking with Harrison Fluman. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is usually produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to another episode of the Trail Manners Podcast. It has been a while since we've had a Tuesday show with a guest. Unfortunately, Joel Hatch will not be here on this podcast. He's in Phoenix, and he's uh, stretching. He's uh, learning about some facial, fascial, some stretching. That's all I got. He'll, he'll, he'll catch us up more. Um, but we're doing something. Uh, we did this last year with one of our guests. We followed Jeff Hart around as he got into hard rock and uh, caught up with him maybe once a month, just kind of checked out how he was doing, how he was training. And we've had guests uh, email us and say, hey, this would be cool. And we even had another uh, individual that would talk about. But we've got a, a friend of ours here, Harrison Fluman, and he has signed up this year for his first 200-miler, the Bigfoot 200. So what we're going to do, this will be our first show, and then we will kind of keep going um, until the race, August 10th, and then we'll get one after the race as well. And at one point during this series, we'll even say, hey, what questions do you, the listener, have? And we'll go ahead and ask Harrison at that time. So without further ado, we will introduce Harrison. Thanks for joining me. I was going to say us, but uh, Joel's not here. I feel naked. Oh, no, thank you. Appreciate it. And you've been Thanks on the podcast before. Yes. Um, maybe episode, I don't know, four, five, six, something like I know, like it's that. early so, years. Yeah. Early yeah. years, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. have as much gray hair. No. Couple, I had a couple pimples, I think, then. I haven't had to travel for either one, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so thank yeah we're, you. we're sitting right here at your dining room table. This is nice. It is nice. We got some, I don't know what you've got in your glass, but it doesn't look like a gin and tonic. It kind of is. It is? A hybrid, yeah. It's a hybrid. Yeah. It's one of your oh, yeah. specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got a gin and tonic that he made me when I got here, and I also have a Sierra Nevada Hop Bullet Double IPA that we'll tap into a little bit later. Um, Very nice. Yeah, well, uh, we'll... We'll start here. Just introduce Harrison a little bit, kind of get some some details. With so, uh, where are you where are you originally from? So originally from um, Pennsylvania. Okay. So born and raised in Pennsylvania. Um, I guess for the first twenty couple years of existence um, in central Pennsylvania. Um, moved around a little bit. Um, a couple years in Tennessee, and then the last eight years out here in Utah. Nice. Yeah. So, yep. are you uh, Quaker? Quaker, yes. Are you? I've converted a Quake. few times to different things, but yes. Yeah. Raised, born and raised Quaker, <laughs> William Penn. <laughs> you kind of have to be. What else? Yeah. Amish is there, right? Yes. Okay. Because I've been to Pennsylvania stint, once. Uh, yeah. Stint of Amish, some Mennonite in me, you know, just, all sorts of things. Just dabbling, right? Right. You got you to experiment in your, your, your younger years. Yeah, and so. just got to see what's mm-hmm. what's for you. Yep. And uh, so you went to school at Penn State. Penn State. Yes. And then what did you go to Tennessee for? 
my job. Okay. So any any real move has been job related. Job based. So same company, but um, had the fortunate, you know, good fortune to be to apply for a job in Ogden without ever, you know, being here, and it's worked out. So Eight years later, stay. yeah, we're at your dinner table. Absolutely. And just, I mean, you look about. I mean, when you're at Penn State or in Tennessee, you would have never thought you'd be on the Trail Manager podcast. No, one because it was the, never around. No, that's true. You can't. <laughs> Doesn't exist, but yeah. you know, this so is the this is the peak. Did you run in Pennsylvania? Were you a runner? Um, I guess a little bit. Not really. Um, not any trails for sure. Um, I started any sort of running. I started in college, so probably a typical story where did the normal, especially in Pennsylvania. Don't have really like the, the outdoor type of sports you have out here, but did normal, you know, sports ball type activity. Um, then in college. Since uh didn't really do any or organized activities, I um, started running. So trained for my first road marathon, I think, when I was 19. Wow. So um, I think I'm going to say that was 2004 or something like that. So like five years ago, maybe? Yes. Because yeah. you're pretty young. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm double your age, probably pretty close. Right. Yeah. 27, yeah, I think, roughly. Roughly? Yeah. Flop those numbers. That's almost where I'm there at. There you go. Yeah, which is 72 for the listeners. <laughs> um, we'll do the math. So yeah, that's it. well, and it's interesting you say that because I will say this: we're recording on Monday, April sixteenth, and I'm throwing this out there because it's cool. Boston Marathon was today. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now we don't talk about road running on the show almost never, and it's not that we hate it. And there's things like the Boston Marathon; it's it's still intriguing. It's not something I wish to run ever, and that's just my personal preference. But I still think it's really cool, and I I think it's today just seeing some of the photos got me really inspired. Yeah, no, I already went running before the race, or I went running again. Yeah, I mean, in the second place female from Ogden. Ogden, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, Sellers is her last name. She yeah. ran up here at Weber State University. Yeah, um, very cool. Seven of the top ten women I saw were from the U.S. That's, that's pretty sweet. amazing. Yeah, so great showing there. Of course, we had a lot of friends and, and people running it, but I'll, that's my little chase of the squirrel hero because Harrison brought up he ran on roads. Uh, when did you start really running on trails? Um, I would say. Actual trail races out here. So I in, in Tennessee, I you know I was there for three years. Um, still did road marathons. I did some a little bit of running on trails, if you could call it kind of urban. Is that just because your moonshine stills yes, to and from? To and from, uh, drinking heavily, um, <laughs> watching Tennessee volunteer football games. Not really, but um, so really no no actual trail running until I came out here. Okay. So um, just met um, well, you know Dan, Dan Frey from yep. from work. Um, so I work with him. He introduced me to trails and probably did some of my first trail runs ever with you uh, out on the island. So I remember the very first time I met you, we did Wheeler, um, and we went up towards Snow Basin. I don't remember the exact route because, again, this was, you know, B.C. times. Uh, it's been a long time. But I remember running because it was Dan. I think Curtis Thompson was there, myself. I don't remember who else was there, and I'd never met you before. And... You know, we had a little running group that we had at the time, the Happy yes. Utah Mountain Runners, mm-hmm. Hummers. And I just remember you, I thought you were mute at first because you were very quiet. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You were super quiet and I felt bad. Like, I'm like trying to talk to you and I'm like, I know I'm driving this guy nuts. And then it got to the challenge point. I'm like, I'm going to make him. Yeah, I feel like my wife also. Give me two sentences. Tried to <laughs> accepted that challenge. <laughs> no, it takes six to seven years for me to warm up to anybody. So if I if I'm actually around, you know, I don't say anything. It's it's nothing personal. Well, it's I figured just, that out. Yeah. And yeah. even Dan Dan would yeah. say because I said Dan, he's 
is he quiet or did he not like me? Just don't approach him. Don't look at him don't, square in the eyes. And I so didn't. He'll run away. Because I heard you wrestle too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if I look him in the eyes, is he going to full Nelson? Milkshake. We talked about that the other day. The milkshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun because it was I don't think it was like you, you know anywhere near your first trail run, but it was the first time I ran with you. But you were fast then. I mean, you're you, you know you were younger, so obviously that helps. Yeah. But uh, but you were always healthy, fit. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're a healthy person. You're fit. You work out. You wear tank tops, um, short shorts, three yeah. inch inseam, split seam. Yeah, shorter the better. Shorter the better. You don't see anybody if Boston Marathon. I'm sure that no one was wearing long shorts that won that thing. Well, it was so bad of what crappy weather. If they had the long shorts, they just sort of pushed them backwards. A lot of chafing. Um, So you came out here to Utah and you got into trail running. Did you immediately? I want to say I don't want to say fell in love with trail running, but you kind of get away from the roads a little bit, or did you kind of dabble still in both? Um, Well, I would say, fortunately or unfortunately, where I moved was not the best it was farmington so oh that's right so i moved to farmington um at the advice of uh, a realtor not in my opinion the best no offense to anyone from farmington compared to you know ogden so there was not a whole lot there is there are trails um the access is a whole lot better than i've ever been ever seen in my life before but um so a little bit at first i would run mostly during the week on roads and then on the weekends i'd come up to Ogden to run trails, yeah. basically. So that's kind of how it, how it started. Well, Farmington's not close to your where you were working, though, either. You were no. at least 40, 30, 40 minute drive, yeah, right? For, for whatever reason, we were we were sold Davis County. So Gotcha. Uh, you know. And Farmington does have some great trails. And it's come it a does. long way since you yes. first moved yes, in. Yes, it let's, does. Let's get that straight. Um, but you, so you still, are you do much road running now? Or um, is it just kind of out of have-tos? Really, only, I, only if I want to run from the house okay so i'll run from the house now that we live you know on the, on the east bench that i'll just run to 22nd or 27th and then that's like mile you know, two miles that, tops about a, about a mile by a mile just so i can you know not have to drive basically yeah. but that's about it that's about to it reduce your carbon footprint Absolutely. that's exactly that's why mm-hmm. and you had a prius so you're really I dialing did. that in. i did i went we went full hipster with with uh, you're, Subarus. You're full so. Ogdenite now. Absolutely. You've been accepted into the Ogden. Yeah. You drive a Subaru, um, <laughs> which right. means you fit That's in a, everywhere. That was a requirement. Yeah. Um, all right. So you, you did a little bit of, of trail running. Uh, when did you start getting into, you know, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So to date, you've run 100 milers. I know you've done I'm Tough. You've done The Bear. Yeah. Um, been successful as well at a lot of races. I was kind of looking back because um, that's what we do is a little stalking. I didn't realize, and I feel bad because we we're go. friends and yeah. you made me drinks. I didn't realize you've placed first in some races too. First, second, animal uh, island I, races. Yeah. Um, I'm like, dang, where, where gosh, was I? Nobody fast showed up that year. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able, and, I, and the funny thing is I took a wrong, if you believe this, I actually took a wrong turn on the Antelope Island 50K, the fall one. So... That'd think be of tough that. to believe. Uh, yeah. Think Second of, loop? Think of the, well, the, when it goes to the backside. Yeah. I'm not going to call out Jim, but it actually wasn't marked. <laughs> but you well, shouldn't have to mark it. your first loop or second loop? Well, it's a 50K, so it's like that, you know, that turn on the back. You go to the backside. Mm-hmm. You don't. You go up the switchbacks a little bit, then you go to the backside of the island. Oh, the, the fall race. Yes. Oh, okay. Fall one. Sorry. So I missed that turn. So I actually added like 15 minutes of my time, but still, thankfully no w. one that was actually fast showed up so <laughs> it was it the year out. off oh yeah you didn't get yeah. the memo um but you've done a lot of races so i mean you've got i mean a lot of 50 milers 100 milers 100k um you've done waldo yeah if i'm correct yep 
Um, name some other races you've done. Some um, I guess people have heard. San Juan Solstice. Yep, that's um, right. Run Rabbit Run was my first 50, 50 miler. Um, I am tough, like you said. Um, so are your hundreds bear and I am tough, or two bear? I am tough. Uh, we've got three Antelope Islands and one Bryce first year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And I'm and one year the bear you did twenty five hours. Yeah, Is first time I I did the bear. Uh, I think it was two thousand twelve, twenty five something. Okay. Yeah. So did you immediately? fall in love with the longer distance or is it just something you did to test yourself i mean how did the how did the correlation go to get to that 100 mile distance um i guess just kind of reading about it being around you know the, the people in, in ogden or the you know, ogden area that did the longer distances it kind of appealed to me i guess i you kind of progress to that longer distance just to see if you can do it i guess um to start um and i can't say that i'm actually really good at the 100 mile distance I think it's just very kind of few people that can say that. Though. Yeah, it's just an intriguing thing to where it's a, it's a long time, a lot of bad shit can happen, and that's I like running at night a lot. Yeah, and it's just kind of fun to problem solve and see see what's going to happen. Um, so that's kind of kind of how it happened. I it is kind of a natural progression to a hundred miles. I think my, the first one was on Antelope Island. Yeah. So I was kind of of the of the mindset. That I like to run, and I'm normally running flat stuff, so I figured Antelope Island was the best. That is a good you know, first one 100. to do. And I, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, yeah. like yourself, myself. But, yeah. I mean, I just at that point, I just wanted to run, and hiking and the transition from roads to trails is a little hard because I'm just used to just running. Did you feel guilty walking when you oh, started yeah. running trails? Do you feel like I should be running? Oh, yeah, absolutely, and especially on Antelope Island because yeah. my second loop it was my first hundred. And I, I did okay, and that second loop, I mean, if you're walking, and you're walking on Mountain View, you feel super shitty, because it's <laughs> it's, it's the flat. flattest possible trail you can, but <laughs> at that time, you know, I had never been on my feet for that long, and it's, everything hurts, and it's got to walk. Yeah. So. What uh, What's your favorite race distance, if you could pick one? Um, favorite... Is probably evolved to the hundred mile, but really? the best I, I, I'm probably best around fifty miles. Okay, yeah. So, what's your? Are you? Would you classify yourself as being competitive? Not necessarily with somebody else, but like with yourself, driven, competitive, um, almost. It's it sounds sad, but I've gotten less competitive. I don't know if this is a natural progression, but when you when you come from roads, it's kind of a it's a time based thing, and everything is purposely purposefully flat to see where you improve or whatever it is. So it's kind of hard to get out of that mindset, but I'm not in incredibly competitive. Um, I race a lot of times when I'm not in, like, perfect shape. Peak shape. So it's it's kind of evolved to where I know I know my body and I know how, I'm, how I feel and how, my, my, how in shape I am, but I'll still race. And, you know, I'm not going to finish, you know, where I would be if I'm in peak shape, peak but shape. that's... I just like to race, so well, I'd rather just be out there and do it. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Part of that is because I, watching you race and run, there is that evolution. Like just seeing you last year at the Bear was different than I'd seen you two years ago in a race. Yeah. Right? I mean, it wasn't like you were competitive-driven, but you could tell you had a mindset, you yeah. know, whether it was a goal or whatever. But last year at the Bear, it's kind of funny because it was kind of like you were just there. You know, you had a little mini bottle at one of the aid stations I took yeah. a picture of and – 
Some, yeah, some of that's by um, by circumstance. You know, I wasn't in in too great a shape. I think I got in a couple weeks ahead. Oh, the bear of of the bear. But some of it's it's kind of evolved to the point where the whole point of what, why we're doing this, at least I hope, at least I hope that most of the people that are out there are doing it because it's fun. Yeah. Right. It's going to hurt a ton, but overall, your training and your running is is supposed to be fun. So what I found, you know, a few years ago when I was maybe running. 60, 70 miles a week, which I don't do anymore, yeah. is it's, it gets to a point where I'm tired all the time. It's not fun. It feels like work. Yeah, so what's the point? Yeah. I've already done all that. I, I Like you said, I wrestled for 10 years or so. That's super, it's not fun. Yeah. So why spend all your time suffering when you don't have to? Granted, I mean, the race itself, a 100-mile race, you're going to suffer. Yeah. But the whole point of it's fun. So, you know, with the bear this year, it wasn't in amazing shape. Still wanted to do it because it's. You guys have talked about it on on your podcast over and over again. It's one of the most beautiful races you can possibly go to. Why not do it and just have fun and not hurt myself? Yeah. So that that really was the goal, and it, it was fun. But it seems like too, it the race went well for you. Not like say time and how fast and how shape, but I mean just overall it was like, it seemed like it was more of an even keel. Like yeah, how you felt, you were smiling, you know, and a lot of runners weren't. Oh, yeah. Um, it just seemed like the overall race went well. Yeah, I mean, the goal really was to, because you know, but I'll, my biggest issue with 100-mile races is my stomach. Yeah. So, um, and I've gotten really pretty good at running through really crappy stomachs. And I, I just didn't want to do that. So it's kind of it's kind of an experiment, an ongoing experiment of seeing where I can go and and what pace I can do without feeling really bad and you know I'll f- we'll figure it out and but but the bear this year wasn't about trying to beat my time from five years ago yeah. or whatever it was just to see if you can do 100 miles and just have fun with it and still finish pretty well um but just have fun the whole way hopefully well and the, like I said the few times I did get to see you whether you were or not it looked like you were having fun because we were laughing you know kind of uh, cracking yeah. jokes you one point at, i think it was franklin maybe i can't remember which I one did, like, i did throw the up pucatorium yeah yeah vomitorium vomitorium yeah. that's kick not a real thing i don't we, know i looked it up on the internet later but i knew it wasn't you said yeah, it was God, and we were like no nope, damn no way. it it was not a real thing <laughs> it is and now, i've been though. told that it was but it's not you got you got hoodwinked yeah it's a vomitorium yeah. but you, i mean you just looked like you had fun overall and i think some of it too so you talked about your stomach and one of the my favorite Harrison, it's not a story. It's, uh, I don't say a quirk. I don't even know what you call it, but it's a part of you is how you, how you, you, the nutrition you race. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scientific. So I know one year and might've lasted more than a year, less than a year. It was Skittles. Right. And the reason, the main reason why that's gone, and this is very scientific. God, those things shake a lot and they make (laughs) a lot of noise. They rattle. Yeah. And I've gone away from that because (laughs) Jesus, it's like, you're making so much noise; it's almost too loud for your for headphones. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So right? that yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. You feel like the janitor coming yeah. down the hall almost. So we went away from Skittles. I, I it's it is a joke, but I haven't figured it out. I mean, as far as like racing a hundred miles hard, I mean, I know some of the reason why I suck at it. Yeah. But it sucks. It's general. It's a general. I mean, it's one person sucking is another person's good know, day or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's rare that my legs are the problem. 
it's most most of the time it's my stomach. So you know I've had to experiment, and you joke about it, but yeah, Skittles. I mean, I've tried all kinds of things. I can't do gels. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually throw up if I try to eat a gel. Um, so anybody out there that actually has has not had a super shitty stomach, <laughs> you be thankful. I mean, truly thankful that your stomach is not the thing that stops you. Well, but you, you even sent me pictures a day before a race of jugs. Of sweet tea, sweet tea. There you go. like the you buy in a store, like gallon jugs. Here's my nutrition for that the race. That works pretty well <laughs> to a point. For I mean, how, honestly, yeah, for anything works for like 40 miles. Yeah, right. <laughs> After that, it's a shit show. Well, well it's almost like it, it doesn't even work for 40, just you don't need it, right? Yeah. So it's like when yeah. 40 miles or everybody has their mileage, yeah. right? For years and years, I remember there was like certain athletes like a David Mackey or Max King. Mile 60 was their downfall, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it could crush anybody up to a certain point. And there's been a lot of runners like that. So at some point, your stomach's going to handle whatever you give it. And yeah. then at some point, no matter what it is, you're going to have this this lull. Yeah, and to me, for me, it's and that's why I say the 50-mile distance is probably my best. Um, I can I can go 50 miles roughly and not and eat pretty poorly <laughs> and still be okay. But, I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, it's fun, but it, it's more fun to me to try to figure out past that 50 miles if I can ever figure that out. Have you tried like normal foods? Like I'm going to say sandwiches, quesadillas, burritos, avocados. A little bit. It's just, it's weird. It's, uh, it's, it gets to the point where, you know, my, I just actually can't stomach anything. Anything at all. So the bear bear was different this year, but you know, it's kind of an experiment of slowing down a little bit. Well, that's what I was going to say, because if you're going slower, your body has a little bit more time to, to deal with, issues or your stomach you know all the blood's not just going to your legs or whatever else so do you think that had a little bit to do with it oh i'm sure and i and when i say i i, I kind of know the problem i don't maybe it's laziness i don't i don't train i don't purposely train very well long distances eating like forcing food so i don't really my stomach probably isn't doesn't get used to it really anything it's kind of like a so you think if you trained with it, your stomach might do Maybe. a little better? Maybe. But your yeah. stomach you're not you know interested what? It's, in. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it takes a lot of effort and planning. It takes a you lot know? of, you know. Or you could just run 20 miles and suffer through it. Well, there's not a lot home. of storage in a three-inch split short. No, there there is none, so especially when you cut out the liners. Yeah, so there's you really know nowhere to hide. Yeah, there's you got one little teeny zipper pocket yep. that can share the yeah. slot with your key, That's right? True. If you drive, if you have those, I wear yeah. shorts from like 2011, so, so there's no the pockets zipper. or nothing. No. no, yeah, well, this makes sense. I mean, those are like the old school gym shorts with the That's little right. Little I got away white from the cotton, them. the cotton champions or Russells, the gym so. class coach. Shorts. Oh yeah. Maybe has maybe has a pocket in the back, but like the wallet pocket. Yeah. Like normal you tuck pair them of shorts. In. Yeah. Tuck them in. It's, that, it's, that works. Good. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say it seems like you're just more relaxed. Are you? Do you feel like you're having more fun now when you run a race now than you did maybe four years ago? I, I do. Um, I think the the lack of. Oh, we got some. Going the on. curtains are going down yeah, electronically. This is scary. This um, is like the fun house. Um, the lack of, I guess, I don't know want to say planning or, um, just being more relaxed does make it more fun yeah. for me. You know, I, I kind of used to cling to, um, knowing how much, how many miles I had a week, wearing a watch, making sure I'm doing X amount this week to peak for whatever. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's weird. I found that this, that caused, that just caused stress. It, just, it, it makes it, it makes it less fun for me, and, and the whole point of this is 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 fun, at least for me. 
So let me tell you this. I went on a run this morning, and I went 7.94 miles. Yeah, you couldn't do it, could a, you? A lo- I, didn't, I don't try. <laughs> like, I didn't care. You know what I mean? It's like I know people that would be upset or would go, you know what? I'll go 0.6 more. Yeah. But I'm like, 7.94. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, eight. I've and classified honestly, it's, in my it's, mind it's, as eight. It's kind of, it's embarrassing. I probably would have ran around the parking lot, yeah. you know, seven years ago yeah. to get that eight miles. See, now I'm just, and I've, I think I've, and I don't ever want to say I've never been competitive. I mean, I grew up super competitive because I played sports, you know, with soccer balls and different things where the object is to win. Like, right. it's not, let's see how good we can do on the field today, fellas. Hey, it's like, just no, run we, around we train to win. Like That's my son, it. he just runs around and, you know, looks Sees for bugs. what happens. Yeah. And so that was my biggest transition from to trail running was, okay, I know I won't win. How do I, how do I shift that? And so I've tried to always... And I, I fall into that trap you just mentioned of the stress of tracking miles. Like, ah, oh, crap, I wanted 40 and I only did yeah. 37. And it, and it starts to almost backfire on you mentally. Like, yeah. I didn't train enough. It's like, okay, it was that three miles. Really make or break what you did. It and doesn't. Then, and, and sometimes it's a matter of what those miles were like, right? Were yeah. they Were they qual? And I don't want to say quality like a mile's a mile. I don't care how you look at it. But effort-wise, um, terrain-wise, um, and did you enjoy it? Yeah. And um, I think that makes a huge difference. And so I, for myself, I see the future. I, I'm really trying to focus on just enjoying it, right? Because you, you nailed it. I got into this because it was fun. Yep. I didn't get into trying podium, win a race, get sponsors, anything else. It's like, this is fun. And I love the people. Yeah. And I, it, you, know, you hit it right in the head. It's, 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 it's supposed to be fun. And, you know, we have a lot of, not that I'm elite by any stretch, but, um, you see a lot of people um, that really go after it and go hard for a few years and they burn out. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I want to do it for the rest of my life. Yep. So whether that's racing or whether that's being able to backpack in 15 miles of the pack and not feel terrible the next day, yeah. that's kind of why I do it. I mean, to be, to have that physical ability to do it and just enjoy it. Well, I think what you're going to find coming up in the future, there's going to be more literature and studies about this new method called tapering up i've been uh, hearing so much about I see, I um, see. it's new it's kind of uh cutting edge right is the best way to put it um not a lot of people have not a lot of research has been done yet not yet it takes a good right. five years before yeah. they really dial it's in like the fda yep. it takes many many years to yep. get something approved um but that, that i think you're gonna hear more about that and it's, it's actually it's been um proven to be beneficial right um, and i I don't. I won't want to pull out the stats right now, just because I don't want to cause a lot of yeah. Ninety percent of the time it works. Ninety percent of the time, something like that. Yeah, I don't it's, know what it's the really Yogi Berra like, right. you know. Yeah, but you'll you'll catch on to it, and I know our listeners have, and it's just it's really it's, sweeping the globe right now. It's exploding in pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in pockets. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, so let's jump into it. So we've talked about kind of where you came from, the natural transition to a hundred, enjoying it, slowing down, and you're kind of combining. All those things for the Bigfoot 200 because you have to slow down. Yeah. If you don't want to do this because you enjoy it, why the hell are you doing right. it? Right. Um, and it's that whole oh, loving what you do oh, yeah. right, and slowing down. So you're scheduled to run the Bigfoot 200 August 10th. And the biggest question I have, and I'll, I'll ask anybody this, and you know we've had some guests on the show that run it. Why? Why, why do you want to do the 200? Um, so I guess uh, I never really considered it until um till i am tough i guess it wasn't last year the year before so okay. ran i am tough um, 2016 right okay super it was a bad race for me um weather wasn't great 
It's a, it's, a, it's a tough course, as you know. You've been on the course in the a name. few times. It, it is it is tough. I think yep. that's what the acronym stands for. <laughs> it is tough, something like that. Um, so that was the first. That race really was the first time I actually thought about it. And the only reason is because I had uh, it. didn't go well. I mean, my stomach went so bad during the night where um, it got to the point where I mean, throwing up constantly. Um, it was a, just a bad maybe 10 hours yeah. where I was, you know, dizzy, whatever. And eventually slowed down. I had to um, employ the, the method that I learned at the bear when I was pacing John that one year uh, when I shit myself a thousand times. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> um, so the only thing that cured that literally was to not eat or drink anything for hours. Wow. So I, I did that. Um, Eventually, that settled my stomach to the point where you know I wasn't dizzy and thrown up because there wasn't anything to throw up anymore. Um, but the sun came up. I was with Brian. The sun came up. Came up. Um, I reset my stomach through the bear method of not eating or drinking anything for hours, and I was able to eat, kind of recharged. And uh, you know, from mile ninety on, after the sun came up, I ran lights out. And, it's, and I'm tough as 100, but, I mean, it's been documented anywhere between. It's 108, I think. Yeah, 112 to 108 or 107. Yeah. It's been kind of a mix there. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, this last roughly, whatever, if you want to say it was 10 miles, it was, I mean, it was 18 miles, whatever the, the website says. But um, actually turned it around. And I remember saying, you know, to Brian during that point, you know, I could run 200 miles. So just because of that super lowest I've ever been, to where this isn't, you can actually recover and be fine. How long, do you remember what your finish time was for that race? It was a little over 30 hours. Okay. So, and you thought, you said one of the worst times yeah. race-wise, but you thought, oh, let's do a 200. Yeah, exactly. That's that how makes you, sense. Yeah, it makes that's how it works. Perfect sense. Yeah. But it went from this absolute incredible low to, wow. I mean, you can actually turn this around like 180 degrees. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the first time I, I thought of it. And then um, kind of progressing through to the bear this year where I wanted to just kind of slow down and see how my stomach reacted. And honestly, the last thing, I bet two days after this is when I signed up, maybe roughly. So I listened to your podcast with Phil. Phil Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the Bigfoot. And that was, the, that, that was the final thing that kind of sold me on it. And what was there anything in particular that was said that kind of triggered it or was it just the entirety of it or was there I mean just the logistics of it um, the new challenge of it the opportunity to sleep yeah which is very intriguing to me because you know there's a lot of times during the night where it'd be sweet if I could take (laughs) an hour nap that'd be great but with 100 you probably shouldn't do that maybe 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 people do but with uh, with the 200 it's like kind of almost have to yeah it's like the norm so I don't know Um, that helped and really the the past few years, we've we've done a lot more backpacking, a lot more fast packing, to where it's not really racing's not the point. Yeah. The point is to enjoy your surroundings and and, and just go for a long, long time. So that's kind of how how it progressed. Well, speaking of a long time, do you know you're projected uh, to finish in seventy six hours, thirty six minutes, which oh is three God. complete twenty four hour days and change? How does that hit? Oh. Uh, well, did you know that? Did you see that on Ultra Sign I Up? I didn't, but that is pretty much gospel if it comes from that. <laughs> that's what I looked at Ultra right. Sign Up. And I'm it. sure there's like a person with one ultra finish that's going to finish in 45 hours. Yeah. But 
Um, I was, you know, as far as finish time, assuming I train fairly well, and that's a loose term, term yeah. because I'm see what happens, see what happens with my yoga schedule. Um, I think I can do around 70 hours if, yeah, that's probably the goal. Cause you know, you know, two 30 hour hundreds and then plus some sleep time and yeah. change. And yeah, I mean, how does that make you feel though? Like when I hear that, like when I was reading this, looking <laughs> at ultra sign up, I'm like, okay, 76 hours. I thought in my head, okay, that is actually three 24 hour days yeah. and change. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, that's like, if I just stay awake from Sunday, or from Thursday, that's all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, so early Sunday morning. Right. I mean, you get a lot of shit shit done in that amount of time. You can. Right. So how, I mean, how does that equate in your head? It's kind of a... Because you're, you're risking hundreds, at a bad day for you is 30 hours. It's it's more, <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's more intriguing because it's, um, as much as I love uh, mountain hundreds, I wouldn't, I don't think I'm that great at them. I'm, I'm a little bit better at just kind of running. So you're th- when you say mountain hundred, you mean stuff with elevation, right? And, yeah. and up and down. So like bear, wasatch, whatever you're. Okay. And you, when you, the other way would be just your flat, like a marathon for a hundred miles flat. Run. Right. Okay. Right. Kind of the boring stuff that not many people like. But I mean right. that. I mean you're August tenth isn't terribly far away, realistically. Right. I mean We've someone someone posted it. on. Facebook the other day because I'm doing the Beaverhead 100K. Yeah. And my training's been a little lax the last few weeks. Well, there. And someone posted 100 days till this. I'm like, whatever, dude. It's not till July. And then I'm yeah, like, yeah, this is, this is, it's, it's oh, February. Yeah, right. That is a hundred. You yeah. sucker. Why'd you put that? So if you're, that's 100 days, you're probably 130 days away. Right. I haven't done the math, so thank you. I appreciate th- that. That's what we're here for. We like right. to bring inspire, reality, re- inspire, in, inspire them, bring down, crush, right, and rebuild. Then Rebuild. rebuild. That's what yeah, we do. There you go. Um, Appreciate it. Hopefully you'll rebuild over the next few minutes. <laughs> so oh, we'll, we'll build. Right. So you're, so 70 hours, which is your, would purposely you'd like to do that. I mean, what is that in your head right now? What do you think of that? 70 hours. Is that something you look at? It's, it's obviously got to be daunting to a certain degree. And there's that unknown you talked about yeah. earlier in the show about hundred milers. This is like a whole complete different ball game. Though. Yeah, it's kind of a it's it's exciting because it's a new unknown, you know. Um, I guess I am tough as you know a little over a hundred miles, so obviously it's like double. Yeah. So it's just kind of a it's it's that's an unknown quick, that's, that's fun. Quick math. Yeah, you're like, you like me. That, like I like one that. plus a hundred. So yeah, it's like double. Right, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't GPS it, but I don't wear a watch, so it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, but hundred times two is close to two hundred. You carry the one with the and you add it. I don't know. You got to put the umlauts over right, it. I'm a supply chain. I put umlauts over everything because right. I like the word. Yeah, I think it's German. It is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's. It's weird because it's a long distance, but I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, as far as the, if it's daunting or not, I know I'll get, I'll be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know roughly how my body reacts to, you know, a hundred. Um, and so it's your it's rare. React double to that. That's two times two. Yeah, that'll be double. Yeah, your body. times two. I'm hold, wait. Yeah, that's two. Got it. It's two hundred. Um, oh, it's just exciting. Um, and the opportunity to to go slower. And it's a point to point race. Yeah. I've never I've never you know, I've ran the gorge or a couple races. Yeah, the gorge I think is the only race in is that Washington? Is that Oregon? Yeah. Jesus, I don't know. The gorge is Oregon. It's late. Okay. Well bears point to point, right? Yeah, but this is yeah, it is point to point. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that, that region of the country I haven't really been to yeah. or explored. So it's just more of an exciting thing for me. Now, did you hear we had a, a guest on the show? Did you hear about the silt? Do you remember that episode? I, I don't. I okay, don't. you need to go back okay. and listen to, I think it was uh, Sylvia Greer. There you go. Okay. I guess the rivers at Bigfoot, it's not sand, it's more silt. And so you got to be really careful when you get in the creek early on. Is that quicksand is what you're saying? Yeah, it's like it'll get stuck in your shoes and you can't get it out and it ruins your feet quicker than sand. So kind of like the moon dust of Bryce. Exactly. Exactly. It was so silt. It kind of ruined. And I've talked to a couple people and they said, yeah, I laid down in it because it was a creek and it was like there was silt. Ah. Cracks, crevices, places I didn't even know existed. Mm. I mean, it's good if you're exfoliating, I'm sure. Right. But I don't think you'd want to do that early in a race. And it was early in a race. It was under... Less than the first 40 miles of the race. Yeah, you could do yeah the John Stewart approach to refusing to get your feet wet no matter what. I tried that for years when I first yeah. started trail running. Yeah, I did it work? It. Uh, for a few, few yeah. years, yeah. And then yeah. finally I just got lazy. I'm like, <laughs> screw it. Now I love rivers, man. <laughs> I like to seek them out. Um, okay, so now you're getting into 200. Are you the type of person that's going to go into this asking any questions to 200-mile runners like a Phil Lowry or somebody? Or are you just going to kind of wing it based I off will, what you think? I um, will... Absolutely wing it, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'll probably, I may read some race reports just just to get to know maybe the course itself. Yeah. Um, you know, you have stats and stuff to see how how much climbing it is. It looks like this. my rough, you know, research shows that it's double the bear plus a little bit for elevation. Okay. So that was pretty, pretty scientific, but... Um, so are you talking like 60,000? Like what's the bear? Like Bear's 20? like 18 Is it 18? Okay, so you're yeah, looking so it's maybe like 40 or so? I want to say it's like 45-ish, okay. something like that. Um, so if if I run into somebody, the thing is there's no not a whole lot of people that have done them. Done them. Yeah. So unless you reach out, which... I think we've had three on our podcast. Yeah. Sylvia Greer, uh, Ben Light, yeah. and Phil. So but yeah, Phil and him. Yeah. So maybe I'll have Brian reach out to him on the Facebooks, or you can just re-listen to those episodes. That's true. They were just cutting gold, edge gold too. Mine. Yeah, they were full of beta. I did love. Yeah, the, the Phil Lowry one was very funny. That just was good. You, when you know somebody, it almost makes it funnier. Yeah. So. And it was it was snowing that day. Yeah. And it was like September. Yeah. It was a good snowstorm. So what's your plan between now and? Bigfoot. Is there a race? Do you have races on the schedule to prepare you for it, or is it just strictly training? That's good that you mentioned that. Absolutely. I have a very important A race. It's uh, Ogden Trailing Festival. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Gib Walls 10 absolutely. miler. Yeah. That's no, speed that's, work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only race I have. I mean, I did, um, I did the 25K and the 50K on the island just to kind of get running again after trying to ski as much as possible. This winter. So um, it'll be just more ramping up so you're not, are you are you potentially going to do any races between now and then or are you just going to do it all training probably all training i think okay. the only thing we've got really planned that would lend itself to inherently getting good miles in is uh hard rock so being being oh down yeah. there for hard rock um i'm sure i'm sure we'll get you and i will get the flume and manning camp absolutely we got two campsites next to each other yeah we can sleep in the same tent though. If you're, I got a five scared. man, but if you want to, wow. I got a two. I can yeah. bust out. We a could two. do like the. Yeah, we have a really small two-person tent. Yeah. So if you want to squeeze in there, I got, I'll I'll try to test out my new five-person. It's ah. got a vestibule. I got you. I like that word too. Yeah, it's got like a porch built in. Yeah, so yeah. I can just hang out there. Yeah. So I mean, I, as race goes, I I don't think I have anything or nothing really. Biting at you. Speaks yeah. to me. 
What about training wise? I mean, is there some goal things you want to do in training now before then? I mean, you got to figure like if you run a hundred miler, you have your long run. Some people do yeah. a thirty or maybe a forty mile long run at some point, but thirty is kind of a good standard. Are you going to do? Is there like a, you're doing a two hundred? So yep. what's your training regimen kind of going to look like? And we'll touch on this in a later show. But are you going to look for more on your feet miles? Yeah, you know, on just my feet will be. Um, I'll, I'll be more of my I guess goal. So. It'll be more time-based, I think, than miles. miles. I mean, I've got some some routes that I want to do. Um, I'd like to do, you know, Indian, Hidden, Malins up, you know, Malins Basin to Mount Ogden, you know, down through some of the stuff and at Snow Basin. So, I mean, just, just some local stuff, really. Just to be out for a day almost yeah. at a time. I mean, that yep. sounds like, like that route you just explained. That's a good eight-plus hours. Yeah. So, really, the goal for me is to, is to continue kind of the evolution of getting slow and um <laughs> well you know what being, i will take you under my yeah. wing because i've mastered that it's it doesn't seem that as daunting um it just seems more fun it just just be outside all day and i'm sure i'll I'll plan to do more um i'll throw in some long runs at night yeah um i do like i love running at night I, I don't know why i love running like through the night so that won't be a, a huge stretch for me other than lack of sleep but um, yeah. let me ask you this is there any would you train or would you try and train to where you took a nap like maybe from mm. your house That's ran a good point come back take like a 30 minute nap because that every time we talk to someone on the show that was my biggest weirdo right i'm like yeah. How do you do that? Like, I don't nap during the day when I'm tired. I can't nap. So I'm thinking if I did that race, I'd be, number one, I'd be scared. I'd just keep sleeping. Yeah. Right? So I'd time out on the trail. I'm like, yeah, I ran about 10 hours and slept for 30. Oh, my God. It was the best sleep I ever got. Ever. <laughs> Crickets. I woke up. But, um, but it was amazing. But then getting going again, right? Yeah. After sleeping for, like, being on their feet for 100 miles, taking a 30-minute nap, and then getting up and thinking, just working yeah I, you run a hundred miler and try to walk to the car after you sat down yeah no that hurts you know yeah. so would that is that something you've thought about that's a good point i might i might try that um i don't think the issue for me is gonna be i'll absolutely be able to fall asleep like yeah during the race yeah absolutely but, yeah but that won't that be a getting problem. up and going again yeah. is my thing yeah i i can't say that i i know what's going to happen with that one but that's what i was curious that's a good point I, I, I could I fall asleep i fall asleep right after we hit pl- stop right right here. yeah and that 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 was one of the intriguing things because you know how many times during a hundred that during the night you you get sleepy and you you're kind of weaving and God you just want to sleep. Well, let's see if you ask Debbie Farka, I fell asleep um, on Scotts Ridge, like as go. we were walking. She turned around, and I was laying face I first. Heard about and that one. Yeah, so yeah. I I can do it. Took out a few teeth. Almost. Yeah. yeah I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. That would have been an expensive race. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm just curious because there's so many. It is that different layer, right? I mean. There's so much beta out there for 100 miles and everything yeah. else, and you've already done them, so you kind of have an idea how to tweak it. But when you're jumping into, as we've discussed here, times two, which is 200, right? Um, that's just a whole different realm to me. Like I still, me and Joel talk about it, and I'm like, there's parts of it that do intrigue me, I'm not going to lie, but then I take a step back and think of reality, and yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. I, don't, I, don't, I can't say that I put too much, you know, Scientific thought, and I mean, and it's one of those things where, f- for what it's worth, I mean, it, it is a lot of money to to, to run these things. It's, it's an in, so that's an investment, I'm, and that's, you know, it is an investment, and uh, obviously not made of money. So, 
it makes you kind of, I, hopefully, it makes you appreciate it to where, you know, this might be a one-time thing. Makes you more accountable, yeah, maybe? it might be a one-time thing, and, you know, however however it plays out, you know, I'll finish and um, enjoy it. Because you never know, you know, with a 200 or, or 100 or whatever, you don't you don't know. Yeah. You know, if you'll be healthy enough to run the next one, so. Well, um, and the, the people I've talked to that have done 200 miles, I know there's, there's still quite a few people have done 200 mile races, but I know the people I've personally spoken to. I mean, we saw it happen to Phil Lowry. Yeah, he's a good example. He's hooked. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. He's running. Mike foot. Mike McKnight, Ben Light. Um, you know all these Celia Greer. These people just love it, and they're looking for more. And and I got to tip my hat to Candace Burt. I mean, because she obviously puts on a first class event. I mean, she, I've never heard a negative thing about her races. So I mean, that's got to be a little bit relaxing right yeah yeah because i know if anytime there's a first time going into some it's like i don't know if i can do this i don't know yeah. the aid station or this but i mean i think from that point of view you have no worries yeah right and like you said unless you start reading race reports to figure out what they're like Cause they were saying yeah some are 20 miles apart aid stations and i had seven hamburgers and <laughs> i'm thinking man Thank god i hope i can eat seven hamburgers at any aid station so just sprinkle some skittles on there. right yeah, I'll, I'll get work. three Skittles in, and I'll be wanting to head out. And <laughs> hopefully, I have smart people that are pacing me that tell me to sit down. Nice. So, well, hey, I th- I, thanks for sitting down with us. We're gonna, you know, we've got some s- other shows planned with you, and then we'll kind of tab on more of training. How's the training going? And then we'll start talking about some race strategies. Okay. Kind of your team you're putting together. Yeah. The All Star assembling team. some yeah. sort of superheroes. Yeah, absolutely. Legion of Doom. Yeah. Uh, so we'll kind of get into that, and then we're going to actually, uh, maybe not the next show, but the third one we do, um, we'll probably uh, throw some questions from our listeners in. So we're going to go. say, hey, listeners, what do you got for them? And I don't care if Anything. it's Fair whatever. game. Yeah, we'll fire Absolutely. game. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the series. Like I said, we had a great time last year doing this with Jeff Hart because it was just fun to see the progression. And even talking to him, what was interesting is like it kind of gave me a little more pressure for him he's like yeah and you know it was hard rock he's like wanted to do well <laughs> you know and it was kind of fun and i felt bad so i'm like well that's the last thing we wanted to do um just throw pressure or accountability on it but it worked out for him really well the last one we do I'm yeah <laughs> two later <laughs> yeah. listeners are expecting more please don't publish this <laughs> i need this show <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, we'll be following you along the way, obviously, and then we'll get together a few more times and, and talk about how things are going. If that no. works. Thank you. I right. appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Harrison. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We'd like to thank Harrison Fluman for joining us. And we also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can contact us, let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Or you can hook up with some sweet gear. There's a little bit of, you know, crumbs left on the side if you're looking for some Trail Manor stuff. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>